0: You know, it doesn't matter, or it shouldn't matter to you, if the Supreme Court upholds Roe v. Wade or overturns it, because whether you're pro-abortion or not, you should believe that the decision belongs to the states, like gun control legislation should also belong to the states, because you see, the Constitution is a power-granting document, not a power-prohibiting document, which means the federal government doesn't have all the power in the world except what the Constitution says isn't okay. The Constitution says you can have this much power and no more. But what happens with things like abortion laws at a federal level is they bribe the states. Just like the corporations bribe the politicians. The federal government says, okay, yeah, sure, you can do what you want but uh we've got this palette of cash here and if you would just go along with what we want you to go along with we'll give you some of this cash how does that sound and they say oh okay great looking at you california looking at you new york you blue states with bloated governments that can't make ends meet based on the tax funds of your own population, you got to dip into that federal money. And then you become reliant on that federal money. And then even if you want to deviate from what the federal government wants for you, you're stuck. You're stuck just like... You on a personal level may have taken that really good paying job with the great benefits for that company that doesn't give a rat's ass about you and treats you like garbage and makes you hate your life, but you can't move on because now you're reliant on that money and you're reliant on those benefits and you can't find anything else. So you're effectively trapped. And now you're right where they want you. A lot of people are talking about civil war. Not necessarily armed conflict. And for that matter, maybe we're we're in the civil war right now. Domestic terrorist groups are burning down pregnancy centers. This was part of the strategy behind the leak of the Roe v. Wade decision. Cause a bunch of chaos. And basically public opinion, it seems that public opinion has been the driving force behind a lot of Chief Justice John Roberts decisions. To hear cases, to not hear cases. Things like the election. The election irregularities. It was rumored that he could be heard screaming in his chambers. That it's going to be a revolution if he takes this case. If they rule on these findings. Well, what was that about? You know, it's illegal to picket or parade in front of a justice's house because you, our founding fathers didn't want you attempting to intimidate or manipulate a justice on the Supreme Court because they have been appointed... To interpret the Constitution and apply it to the current culture. Which is why I think we need to be electing our judges like we elect our other representatives. Because... for all intents and purposes the supreme court is essentially establishing laws for the rest of us and we did not vote for them we vote we voted for corrupt politicians who now expect favors from these judges it's not a it's not a big shock that you can Read about a judge's ruling on a case and then go back and look at the president that appointed him and go, oh, yeah, I see why he was appointed by a scumbag. That's why he's doing scumbag things from the bench. Maybe a violent civil war is the answer. But if that's the case, we're in big trouble because it seems like the strategy from the government and its foreign interests and the corporations funding it. It seems that they would like us to wait as long as possible while they destroy the the country and create food and oil, oil shortages so that when it's time to arm up and fight back, we are starving and freezing because we have no food and we have no oil to heat our furnaces. So is that what we're going to do? We're going to wait for these corrupt politicians to legislate away our rights to defend ourselves while they fill their own pockets with our tax dollars. And then by the time we figure out what's going on, we'll be too weak and famished to do anything about it. I'm not ready to make that decision yet because I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that we can make an impact with this coming election in November and push through politicians that really just care about making this country a great place to live. Instead of trying to destroy it from within, like this leadership, the current leadership is doing. And when you catch them on something, they just pretend like they're bad at their jobs or they lie, and then the media covers for them. Because the media is getting all of their money from the same place. If you dig in, if you dig in to, the board members of these major news organizations or the companies that control the major news organizations, you'll see that they all have interests in the same companies that fund the politicians that invest in the ESGs and the hedge funds and give their money to the investment firms These people all sit on the boards of these news organizations and these major companies, Pfizer, AT&T, Verizon, Comcast. And they pull the strings of the world. And it seems that there is a strange push to transition. and, And maybe this is what is in store for us. There seems to be this strange push to move from a government by politicians into a government by corporations. Because we have these feuds now. Pfizer and the government, the FDA, the NIH and Fauci, they're their own little clique over there a new potential governing body. Yes. And then you have this article from the Epic times for which I am a subscriber. Chevron CEO fires back at Biden slams political rhetoric in new letters. So now we have big oil pushing against the government. They've created their own, their own faction over here. So they will pay their media acolytes to spin a narrative to endear them, endear them. To shift the public opinion away from, oh, these gas companies are bad, these oil companies are evil, to, oh, well, no, it's really Joe Biden that's bad. Down with the government, up with Chevron. Chevron good, Biden bad. It's easy for the primates in the population to understand, yes? Chevron says, no, guys, please, we're on your side. We want cheap gas. We want cheap, plentiful oil. But it's it's mean old Joe Biden that's making your gas prices bad. And then yet another faction where you have big tech, Twitter, the evil robots censoring your, your freedom of speech and Elon Musk to the rescue. He comes in and says, no, I believe in free speech, free speech, free speech, good, Twitter bad, free speech, good, Twitter bad, Elon Musk, good, Twitter bad, Twitter leadership bad, Twitter good, Elon Musk, good, Twitter leadership bad. Elon Musk, please save us from the bad guys. Chevron, please save us from the government. Pfizer, please save us from the icky germs. Now, why is that? Well, that's a problem because, as you know, at your job, you have no freedom. You you can't say whatever you want. You can't you, do, do you do you see how the standards of corporate governance would would differ from your life under the constitution. You could go to work, try to flirt with a girl to get yourself a date and end up fired by the end of the day because she was offended by what you said. She felt attacked. She felt assaulted. And maybe you're a real pervert and you did it wrong and you deserve to be fired. But there's, where, where's, where's the due process? Will there be a court? A corporate court? Well, what if the company doesn't really like how you, how you work? They don't like your work ethic. They don't think you're, you're productive enough. And what if they what if they can get this this person of the same or opposite sex that you're interested in and and trying to get a date with? What if what if they say you need to if if you go drop some accusations against this person so that we can fire them, you'll get that promotion. I'm just spinning hypotheticals here. Why would I mean, if if the corporations are in control, what possible motivation would they have for giving you due process? Oh, hey, you're pregnant. We're going to need you to get an abortion. Otherwise, you're banished. That's what a world of corporate governance looks like. Oh, we got the factory. Or, or we, got, we got the great big buildings, and we just built a wall around everything. We put a dome over it. It's completely safe. No crime. No disease. Come and live here and be safe. But do everything we say. Otherwise, you're out in the desert. Good luck taking care of your new baby out in the desert. You better get rid of it. No, no, we have strict, we have strict population quotas. We only have enough food to feed this many people. That means you only get to have one baby, and you already have one. So, actually, what it would probably look like is uh, everybody's sterilized. Everyone is sterilized. Well, all the all the men. The males, the penises are all sterilized. And if you want to have a child, you must apply for a license. And then once approved, we can reverse your sterilization. Hypothetically, maybe if you're lucky, your fertility will be restored and then you can procreate. I know it sounds completely fantastical and far-fetched, but but there are people out there in the world, wealthy, powerful people, titans of industry, who believe that that's the way to go. People don't understand that the abortion debate is rooted in eugenics, which means. Essentially, the theory is we've got enough dumb people or we have enough people of this color, people of this color or (laughs) people of this culture, people of this creed, and we got to keep the gene pool pure. And we're meant to believe that the Nazis were defeated in World War II. Did you know that there is a conspiracy theory? I don't even know if you would call it a conspiracy theory. It's a theory. That Nazis, the highest of the high up Nazis, were recruited. Some were recruited by the United States to work in science programs. Yes, ever heard of Werner von Braun? Yeah, he was a Nazi. The theory is that many escaped to South America where they lived out their days. That's where they found many of the Nazis that couldn't stay hidden well enough to escape their trials at Nuremberg and elsewhere. So can you see, in today's culture, these elements of Nazi culture? It appears that it's all turned around now, right? Oh, before it was the fair-skinned, blue-eyed, blonde-haired individuals. They were the master race. But now they, if we're white, male, Christian, conservative, we are the evil. But they don't tell you that's essentially what Adolf Hitler was trying to push as the master race in the early 1900s. And we're back at it again. We're trying to destroy a giant population for more power, more wealth and more control. Hey, thanks for listening. Share the show. I love you. I'll be back. Goodbye.